Welcome to episode 148 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John! How's it going? I'm doing alright. I am recording from a new location. Oh, where? I am recording from upstairs instead of in the basement. Oh, how are you doing that? Uh, we moved my entire desk up here. Oh, really? Uh, the basement's being ripped apart for that oh, yeah. thing. And I was talking to Jen about it because she's she wants to like pull out like the paneling and stuff when it's all done. And then I'm like, would it be easier to move my desk? And she's like, I don't really care. And then she like came into the uh, the computer room for Dan, and she's like, if you did move it up there, we could put your desk right there. So I took that as a hint of sweet, I'm moving my desk. <laughs> <laughs> so your desk got moved. Okay. So I'm guessing it's a little warmer and stuff up there. Yeah, I'm actually not wearing slippers or a sweater, which is nice. Uh, I'm also directly next to the router, so my Wi-Fi is at 100%. Okay, so when everything cuts out, we can reboot it much easier. Yeah, I don't have to walk upstairs to do it. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, unfortunately, no, Dan has to hear me talk, but he has headphones on, so. Oh, okay, he's hanging out with you in there? Yeah, so if okay. I'm quieter when I'm recording from now on, that's why. It's because I want to be a reasonable human being. Reasonable human being. It's easier to yell when you're in the basement. Yeah, it's okay. You'll get you'll get plenty worked up, I'm sure. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, so I actually got to play Magic again. You did yesterday. So mystery booster draft. You got to do that. What's your What's your opinion on mystery booster draft? I really, really enjoyed it. That although, was super sweet, man. <laughs> although I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. The fact that before the draft started, I'm just like, eh, if I don't, if I already, I'm only going to take the card for value if I know that's valuable and I don't really care about the rest. Yeah. I checked the value of way too many cards during that draft. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but it's like, some of it's just like, man, I just don't know. Like, you know? <laughs> Foil Amulet of Vigor versus Teferi's Protection. Like I know one of those is fifty dollars. I have no idea how much the other one was worth. It was also fifty dollars. So it's like, shit. You're like, uh, <laughs> like, uh man, foil yeah, I... harmonic sliver. I didn't get anything like super insane, but mm-hmm. like I was happy with the stuff I got because I could use some of it. So but yeah, that's like the actual thing, right? Like most of the cards I took for value, they're just gonna sit in my binder, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, I feel like these are going to be, like, hard to unload. For, some of them are going to be hard to unload for a little while. Well, it's really interesting, actually, because on TCG Player, there are people who are dumpstering these cards. Hmm. Like, and I mean dumpstering. A foil uh, Shizo Death Storehouse is, like, $50 normally. Mm-hmm. A foil of Minamo School at Water's Edge, at, School at Water's Edge is $85 normally. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, being sold on TCG Player for, like, 10 bucks each. Jeez. Which should I'm gonna I'm just gonna put this out there. That should not be happening. Oh, if, okay. Like I understand that these cards are being opened a shit ton, mm-hmm. but the rarity of these cards is still stupid high. So the fact that people are just like dumpstering the cost honestly blows my goddamn mind. Maybe uh, maybe you miscalculated how <laughs> how much or something, but I mean maybe, but like it's a lot of financial people where, like, they're saying, like, yeah, this should have no impact on the actual value of these cards. 
I mean, it but, makes sense just because, as you said, like, doesn't you said each slot has its own sheet or something like that? Well, yeah, each slot has its own sheet. Every single card is just as rare as every other, and there's almost 2,000 cards in the set. Yeah. Like, like... The, the odds, you can you, you will crack a box and never see the same card twice. Yeah. Just a thing. Huh. But, I don't know. But like, hey, well... what do I know? <laughs> what do you know? Um, I mean, overall, though, like, the, the draft was awesome like the, doing the draft was awesome i actually really like how casual half of our table was about it yeah We're i don't know just... if anybody was getting like annoyed at us or something like that but it was we just was like ah let's have a good time yeah yeah that, that's that's part like i i actually specifically asked uh mason to stack the pod so i'm just like mason like i because i knew well who was all signed up i'm like all right there's at least seven people that you can easily plop in the same pod Yep. And we're all to have a good time, right? Yep. So I specifically, and you know, unfortunately, all of all of those people didn't wind up in the pod. I think Mason, me, mine, and Mason's opinions on who should be in said pod are slightly different. But mm-hmm. you know, like we still, it was still a bunch of friends having a really sweet draft with each other, just doing oh, yeah. random shit. Totally. And like, honest, it was sweet. <laughs> honestly, if I wasn't sitting next to someone who I didn't know, I would have been way more willing to just like pass expensive cards on caringly. Oh yeah, because I don't care if I give you fifty dollars, right? It's yeah, like, I mean, it's basically giving yourself fifty dollars. Yeah, basically, I'll wind up with it eventually. So yeah, <laughs> but you know, like you know, passing, you know, if I had that pack of Teferi's protection. Versus amulet, you know, I'm not even gonna. I'm just gonna like take to thirty protection because that's what I want, and just give the amulet to like Russ if I was passing the other way, right? Yeah. It's like because I'm fine with that. It's like sure, here have. Yeah, but like in that situation, you're like, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right. I should probably actually check. And... Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, the actual draft was sweet. Uh, I think it's funny that I wound up drafting the fun police, and yeah, I still really win did. one two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, do. Man, I think if you would have had a charging monster sore, like your deck would have just been like way better. There were definitely some picks that I did not choose correctly. Um, yeah. One of them was taking the foil harmonic sliver instead of uh, some red two drop. Because <laughs> honestly, the, my biggest problem with my deck was the fact that I had like two. I had like two or three five drops. And two of them were removal spells, which is like fine to have as like a curve topper. But it's yeah. like I had twelve creatures in my deck total and I was like, I need I need some more creatures. I feel like our I feel like all the decks were a little creature light. I agree. Like I, I was very heavy removal and everything and It definitely seemed like some people had difficulty finding what lane they should have been in, and there was a lot of people who were just playing like weird cards. Yeah, I'm not sure if I was in the right lane even, but I think I think you probably have the second best actual deck in the pod. You think? You're just like white black mid range. Uh, I mean, where where did I end up, huh? <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. So you know, and like I I truly think that it actually just worked perfectly fine. Like you know, you like you had you could be aggressive if you needed to. You could slow down if you needed to. You had removal. You had interaction. You had just a decent deck. Yeah, I know. I made a couple like awful picks, but yeah. like I like, took a, um, I took like a, oh, what was it? That dredge card, um, uh, dark blast, dark blast over or 
over on my Eldest Reborn because I didn't have, like, I was like, oh, I don't have any Dark Blasts. I should just, like, get one or two. I mean, that's just part of drafting a set like that, though, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I Eldest Reborn would have just been that been way better. Like, I took Tef uh, Teferi's Protection, not because it's $50, because it's like, oh, I only own one of these and I could use another. <laughs> right. So. There were a couple cards I took there. Like, I took a Demonic Tutor because it's like, I put those in, like, every deck that plays black. Yeah. Or, like, you know. It's a freaking demonic tutor. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> you know, and I think at one point I took, I took Inquisition of Kozilek over something good, too. Because um, I'm like, is, oh, I need, I'm like, I need, I think I need more Inquisitions or something. If like that. Inquisition is actually in your opening hand, it's not bad, right? Yeah. I didn't play it, it actually, but. Yeah. I was like, obviously it needs to be in your opening hand, but like it all, it, it will trade up. Yeah. Like, you're spending one mana to like kill a three drop. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's possible you should have ordered it against me because most of my power was in my three drops. I thought about it. I didn't know. I was like, oh, I didn't see a lot of low drops for you too. But yeah, I don't know because yeah, I went pick one Frexine Arena. Yep. Uh, pick two Angelic Destiny. Just and, going all in on that shit. And I was like, after that, I was just like, all right, I think we're here. <laughs> yeah. But I wish I would have had more creatures with Angelic Destiny. But yeah, some more, like, I small small beaters or something, but. I definitely wish I had picked a few things slightly different. I wish I hadn't taken the Beastmaster's Ascension because I wound up not even playing green. Yeah. But like my initial thought was like I was like pack one, pick one, the enchantment that blows above lands. Yeah. Pack two curse of opulence because like combo. that combo that combo was so good. And then like pack three, I saw the Beastmaster's Ascension. I'm like, well, if I'm playing an aggressive deck, like if I can attack with seven different creatures. On you know seven different occasions, suddenly all my guys get plus five, plus five. That is a huge bonus. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially if you know I can actually play the aggressive deck that I wanted to. I just I wound up just not even playing a second color at all. Yeah, but I mean, know? like, so here's the deal: like, pick three. Like, I think you just take that card, don't you? Yeah. The but the problem is that got me. Like, I did take a couple other like green little shitters that didn't amount to anything. Like mm -hmm. three drops that were worse than the red three drops I was already playing. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, it's it wasn't that bad, but I think if I had committed a bit more and just taken the red, like more red cards, I would have been slightly better off. Yeah, fair enough. But what do you do? What do you do? Play Baldurian hordes. That's what you do. <laughs> uh, that card was really good against me. <laughs> it's a five-five. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, so I played them. Um, so I, I got a, one of the foil council guardians, mm -hmm. and um, uh, <laughs> I think it was really funny that every time I played it, uh, my opponent named a different color than I did. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, you did. didn't you? No. Oh no, you were the one person who didn't. Yeah, but every we were time, all. Every time I played it, every, somebody was like, "We were also playing exhibition." Oh yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> But I think I played it every match, and each and then my opponents were all like, uh, like I named like their like one of their colors, and they're like, and they like named another color or something like that. And I'm like, okay. Well, to be fair, that does mean you if they name a color of your stuff, it means you can't enchant it. So you can't name white. Oh yeah, it names everything. And the only enchantment you had was a jug destiny. Yep. Uh... <laughs> so I know what's going on. Yeah. I totally Solid. planned that also, and totally realized it. Game mm -hmm. three. <laughs> or round three, but you know, it's all good. As you do.
Yes, I do. Uh, okay. Should we um, uh, move on and talk about our main topic today? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's All right. So, well, earlier this week, there was a little bit of a, I suppose last week for when everybody gets this on Monday, but um, they announced another banner restricted list. Hooray! Um, <laughs> and it's a long list. It is. There's actually a lot of things that changed. Yeah. So, well, why don't we just we just go go on down it and kind of give our thoughts and opinions and. I will say nothing like super impactful though. It for isn't, things, but like for things that matter. There's yeah. Well, I mean, like only like two things matter, but yeah. <laughs> so all right, we'll just start at the top. So, brawl. <laughs> they banned Golos. This makes sense. It it really does, doesn't it? Like he, he was literally one fifth of the meta, <laughs> and the fact that if you kill him, he went and got the lands to allow him to be like he basically costs one extra mana every time you have to recast him because yeah. he gets the other land himself. <laughs> uh, he's a little he's a little unreasonable. I feel like in commander he'd be much more reasonable. Because there's and, just so much more going on, but yeah, maybe. and like also the fact that he's a five color commander that actually doesn't cost all five colors, mm-hmm. it's just kind of dumb. Can confirm my Najila five color competitive EDH deck. Real nice that I can cast her on turn three or two <laughs> or one. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, but yeah, like I don't know, it's. I mean, Brawl is basically, like, the most useless format ever, but... Yeah. Whatever, I, man. I, I understand the appeal of it. I have no desire to play it myself. Like, I like the thought of standard-only commander. Like, I like the thought of it, but it's one of those things I think I like on paper better than the execution of it. Yeah, but like, I, I don't enjoy state commander that much either. The thing about yeah, like the thing about commander is the fact that I can build my deck and I know I won't have to change it. I don't want to have to keep up with my Brawl decks. It's hard. I'm already really, really lazy keeping up with my standard decks. Yeah. Like, I don't. I the thought of like I don't know that that has never been an appeal to me. Yeah. The like uh, keeping up with, or whatever. It's like I've, it's never bothered me. I guess or something like that. Like I I don't know. But I yeah, don't also. I also don't keep up constantly. Yeah, I was like, you also don't keep as many decks as I do. Yeah. So. But. Like the D sleeving alone every time something rotates out is a pain in the ass. You could just be like me and just keep an awful deck that you keep editing between formats. Yeah. Regardless of whether it's good in the meta or not. The problem is the decks that I play don't function that way. They're just not all the best removal spells in the format in a deck. No. Oh, weird. I don't get it. No. <laughs> uh, but Moving yeah. on to another irrelevant format. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this one makes sense. So, next irrelevant format. Um, and I think there's a bit to talk about with this one, not necessarily just with the bannings, but um, the form, the, how they're doing it. So, historic. The following cards have been moved from suspended to banned. Oko, Once Upon a Time, and Veil of Summer. And the following cards are moved from suspended to legal. Field of the Dead. So, let's ignore the cards for a second. I'm okay right. with this. 
What is your opinion on the suspend? I kind of like it. Like, is it actually... Well, obviously, it is It is different than just straight up banning it, right? Because yeah. Field of the Dead got unsuspended. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm curious what their criteria is for suspending a card and then unbanning it versus keeping it banned or whatever. Yeah. I'm not like, sure what the criteria are either, but like... I like the, I like the non-committal ban if that makes sense. Yeah. Like to some degree it's like, all right, let's just like take a step back for a moment with this card and like let the format breathe a little bit, see where it goes without the card. And then if we feel like it's going to just wreak havoc again, nothing's changed, you know, let's we'll leave it out. You know, and also I think it gives them the opportunity to kind of like take a bunch of cards out like this mm-hmm. and then be like, we'll put this one back. Well, it, the one thing I I do like is there's always the people always ask the question. It's like, oh, you banned Twin, mm-hmm. you know. Now this other deck grows to prominence, is yeah. and this deck is worse feeling that like that was a big thing with like Twin versus like they banned Twin. Suddenly Eldrazi are dominant modern. Yeah, and that was more of a, pro, a fault of the fact that the Eldrazi are printed than anything, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think Twin had a good Eldrazi matchup. <laughs> It's really hard to deal with a turn two four four that exiles the best card. Yeah, I mean, realistically, if if they had put twin on the susp- a suspended list, it may have come back. Exactly right. So it's like I do like that you like you're doing this because like what happens if Oko was actually the thing that was holding down something that's even more oppressive than Oko? Right. Yeah. Like that is very possible. So right. you suspend it and you sit there and look at it, and you're like, okay, 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 all right. You know. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm still kind of like off about Veil of Summer being banned, and I still think everyone needs to shit their goddamn mouths about once upon a time. But I understand it that, like, yeah, at this point, sure, they're banned, whatever. Like, yeah. But yeah. Field of the Dead coming back in is interesting. That is interesting, especially because of of the their reasoning for it. Uh, what, what is that, that again? Uh, in the newest historic anthology or whatever the hell they call it. Yep, they're bringing in Ghost Quarter and Goblin Rune Blaster. Huh. So, Ghost Quarter is obviously just you know a slightly worse slash slightly better version of Field of the Dead. Yeah. Not Field of the Dead, Field of Rune. Yep. So it's like now you have multiple of that effect depending on the type of deck you want to play. Mm-hmm. Like having multiple of that effect is really really good for dealing with Field of the Dead for obvious reasons. And the fact that Goblin Room Blaster himself can just blow up a Field of the Dead is also super relevant. Mm-hmm. So the, I like that they're introducing answers to Field of the Dead in the hopes of being able to unban Field of the Dead. Yeah. Which, to me, kind of implies that they want Fields to be a, a deck that exists. Yeah, which I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah, like, the thing is, Field is really, really good against mid-range decks. Mm-hmm. It destroys mid-range decks. It's pretty damn good against control decks, but it's not that good against aggro. No. No, 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 no. But now they're giving the mid-range decks cards like Ghost Quarter, so they actually have answers. Like, mm-hmm. they have plenty of answers if they need them to Field of the Dead, which is kind of interesting. Yep. Like, I feel like, for some reason, they want a Scape Shift-esque style deck to exist. Yeah. Which 
Which, you know, sure. I don't personally care, because once again, I don't play yeah. the format, but... It's... So, like, I think people have this thought that, like, Wizards just kind of hates combo decks. Uh-huh. And I think this is a kind of a point, like, Field of the Dead plays like a combo deck. It does. It either yep. plays like a combo deck or the most grindy mid-range deck you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Like, it, it's kind of a combo deck, and I feel like this is kind of pointing to, it's like, no, they don't hate combo, they just hate degenerate combo. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, though. You know, like, this is a combo deck that is interactive. Mm -hmm. You do have Field of the Dead, you, or you do have Ghost Pearl, you do have Field of Ruin, you do have Goblin of Blesser, you do have Legion's End mm -hmm. to just exile the shit, right? Like, this is, people can play their janky combo, and there are answers to it. The problem is, a lot of people are like, I shouldn't have to play Legion's End in my deck, because it's a hate card. Like, and I hate those people. Yeah, I know you absolutely hate that. <laughs> like, here's the thing, it's called adapting the format. Yeah, it's like, put, put your big boy pants on, let's, let's yeah. do this. Come yeah, on. You want to know what? I'm playing main deck Dovin's Veto. And main deck um, Mystical Dispute in my Pioneer deck right now. And I'm not doing it because, you know, Mono Red's real good. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm doing it because neither one of them are dead against everything. And they, when they're good, they're great. When they're yeah. bad, they're okay. Yeah, when they're bad, they're acceptable. When they're, when they're good, they're just like the best card in your deck. Yeah. So, and, like, those are the hate cards you want, but like, sometimes it's like you run the silver bullet and you have to. Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I'm I'm playing three mana Gideon in my Pioneer deck right now. Yep, because you know what? It says you can't. I can make an emblem that says as long as I control Gideon, my opponents can't win the game and I can't lose the game, which is really good against Thassa's Oracle. Oh yeah, gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Sure, they play a hero's downfall, but they have to draw it. Yep. And also, also they have to cast it through your Dovin's Veto. But all right, yeah. Do you have um? Uh, we're cruising these pretty hard, but do you have any thoughts on historic? I mean, like I said, I don't really care about historic as a format. Like I like it in concepts. I have played zero of it. Yeah, I've. I think I have a deck on Arena, but I have played about zero of it as well. I would enjoy Historic War as a format if they just brought back all of the old shit. And, like, don't even add these new cards. Just, just like, give us the old shit and just see what happens. Just make it closer to Pioneer, right? Yeah. Make like, it as close to Pioneer Cal as possible. Yeah, just give us Kaladesh back. Like, just put, put those sets back in. We know they're coded in there. We know. Mm -hmm. Like, just give us all that crap. God, that's annoying. Yeah, Sorry. that's that's just the thing. Right? Like that's all that's all we wanted was like just give me Kaladesh. Let me play Noodle. That's all I want to do. I just want to play freaking Noodle. I don't even care if it's good. It's probably I not. I it probably isn't. I just want to play it. Uh, that's one of my then, least favorite things about Pioneer is that I can play both Heroic and Noodle, and you have to pick one. I have to pick one. But, <laughs> uh, so life's tough. First world magic problems. I need to decide if I want to give you all of my stagger insights or not. I own five. You own five? And I know that you need them, and the odds of me playing them are almost zero. I can just buy them, dude. 
You can, but you did ask me to get them also. Well, I'm not going to, like, take your set. That's fine. But what are the odds that I ever actually play them? Probably pretty close to zero, but that, like, they're still yours. It's I'm not offended by this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're not that expensive either. They're not, but anything that can keep ticking up the ledger in my in my favor is beneficial. <laughs> okay. Because uh... eventually you'll start opening more cards that I need, and then it will go the opposite way. Hopefully. That's the, that's the ideal thing. Alright, should we move on to Legacy? Yeah, let's move on to relevant formats. Okay, with relevant cards that are getting banned, right? Can I point out something that's actually really weird to me? Sure. The announcement categories go Brawl, Historic, Legacy, Modern. Not Brawl, Historic, Modern, Legacy. It's alphabetical. That's really how they do it? I don't I know. Thought... I just that It is, though. So I'm just I, like... just, I just assume that they announce them in, you know... Age. Apparently not. Uh, I don't know. Either way, Legacy. Okay, Legacy. Underworld Breach is banned. This is interesting to me. Is this really, like, that much of a problem? Apparently it had, like, a 75-ish percent win rate. Really? Like, I don't... They, didn't, they don't say that in this. But they... Like, the guy who was literally, like, the creator of this deck has, like... I mean, obviously, anecdotal fucking answers, right? But this deck had a 70... He, like, the, the guy who created the Underworld Bridge combo deck in Legacy had, like, a 70% win rate with it. Huh. That is stupid high. And normally, obviously... Yeah, that's like, insane. But... So nor normally, whenever someone who is really, really, like, the creator of a deck is really good with it, I'm just like, well, obviously, they made it, right? No one knows what's going on. Yeah, I feel like Legacy is kind of the exception to that rule because Legacy has Force of Will. Yeah, which means this card, this deck, was regularly going off on like turn one or two in a Force of Will format and a Days format. That's weird, Death man. Thoughts format. Like, I I don't get it. I I I don't like. I'm not gonna lie. Neither do I. Huh. Like, like how, how is this deck too much? Apparently it is. I don't know. I feel like this is one that people would have adapted to really quick. You'd think so. And the, that's the thing. There have been zero large legacy events. They've entirely... This is entirely based off data online. <laughs> and they're just, like, ban it. And even LSV is like, I feel like it was too early to ban this. But then two people... The like, the guy who made the deck and the guy who's friends with the guy who made the deck were both like, no, it had to go. It was really? way too good. And LSV is like... I'll defer to the, you know, like, the two people who talked about it are really, really, you know, well-known legacy players. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to defer to their knowledge on the legacy format, and if the guy who made the deck says it should be banned, it probably should be banned. Hmm. It's like, that truly, truly blows my goddamn mind. That Underworld Breach was just banned. That that does blow my mind. I'm like, I, I just don't see it. Also, like, I, I, still hate, oh. I still hate anyone who calls a young boss as well. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty goddamn close to Yogg-Moth's Will. It's not Yogg-Moth's Will. Yeah. Yogg-Moth's Will is absolute stupidity. Yeah. Like, this card cost a mana less, guys. <laughs> but Like, it, it is... It, it actually might be a possibility that this card might be better than Yogg's Will. I don't know. It, it, no. That, I'm... They're... No. I don't, Let's let's we probably should dedicate an entire episode to just that. 
but there are I this is mind you, this is me still saying I don't think the card should have been banned yet. Yeah. But there are pros and cons to this versus Yogg's Will. I mean there are, but like this like the payment of cards from your graveyard matters. It does. Like but that really matters. And Yogg's Will you're just like do everything. Well, if you think about it, though, Yogg's Will itself also is a payment of cards from your graveyard, because cards are no longer allowed to go into your graveyard. But who cares? Well, the, th- the fact that Underworld Breach is allowed to feed itself. Fair enough. Like, I'm just saying, I don't think this is better, but it's possible that it could be. Like, here, I, so here's the deal. Underworld Breach needs a deck. It does. Yogg's you Will, need... you just put in a deck, and it is, it is good. This deck contains Swamp. Yeah, this deck contains Swamp and two other mana-producing sources and is mm. probably good. Like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe it, maybe it truly is too good for Legacy. Like, who knows? Like, apparently, I think from what I heard, this was being played in a Jeskai build. So huh. a build that it, it itself also got to play, you know, Force of Will. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're playing for Why wouldn't you? So, who, who knows, man? Like, <laughs> Yeah, who, whatever. We'll just... Is this deck too good? I don't know. I haven't played Legacy in a long time. Shrug. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. I love playing Legacy. I have not played Legacy in a long time. <laughs> and if we're being honest, being a Goblin player, I should be happy any time a combo deck gets banned, because I don't have a good combo matchup. So. Yeah, right. I just have to <laughs> grind out everyone else, but... I just hate um, when anything gets banned in Legacy because I'm I'm right there with you. I I don't like things getting banned in Legacy, especially when they just ban cards that don't unban Mind Twist. Yes, unban Mind Twist or what, and whatever the other three cards that I said were probably fine yeah, in Legacy. Right. Like I don't even remember what they were. I just remember saying that we should, they should unban them, and you yeah. called me crazy for like one of them. Yeah, at least one. I think one was like uh, Mind's Desire. Yeah, I'm bad mind sir. Yeah, you're stupid, but okay. Let's move on to modern. So that we've talked since we're done talking about the only format that matters, we'll move on to another one that doesn't matter. <laughs> Here's um, another funny thing. In the actual article they talk about modern first anyways. So it goes legacy modern in the announcement part, yeah, and then in the actual talking part they go modern legacy. Yeah. Okay. Weird. So modern, once upon a time is banned. Who saw this coming, everybody? Yeah, I mean, at this point, they banned it in literally every format. It was gonna go right. This is this is the equivalent of banning Taxium Probe, right? Yeah, like if you played green, you played this card. Yeah. If you didn't play green, you considered playing this card. Yeah. Like, I don't. I still don't think this card was too good, but I definitely think it was. It would definitely saw enough play to warrant being removed. Yeah. Fair enough. Like it was played in a lot of decks. I don't think it personally puts Amulet over the top. I do understand people saying that like the first one being free is like the most relevant thing. Like and like yes, it did make mulliganing easier and yada 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 blada yada. Like I don't know. I'm also kinda just like is Gataxian Pro really that bad? whatever like i don't uh-huh. think hard seeing too much play is warned for it being banned mm-hmm. because by that metric why is brainstorm legal in legacy <laughs> because they but, want the format to be fun yeah. <laughs> but at the same time it's not like once upon a time is 
Once Upon a Time does not exactly have the most play to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Brainstorm is one of the most complicated magic cards in all the magic. Yeah. You know. Once Upon a Time is, do I need lands or do I need creatures? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, cast it, turn zero. We're done. Like, and also, for those who say, was it really worth building a top-down design card just so you can begin your magic game with Once Upon a Time, just for the the weird, you know, coolness factor? Yes. Yes, yes. it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> I but agree. The fact that you could say Once Upon a Time at the beginning of the game was awesome. Yep. I don't care what that even says. <laughs> uh... if I would rather have this card be printed and be banned. Just so I can say that. that. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I am right there. Like, I don't think they can be slaves. Like, they can be held hostage by the past on cards. No. Like, if a card's too good for vintage, legacy, modern, pioneer, whatever, yeah, ban it. Yeah. Gone. Like, they should be able to print cool cards that work in standard. Like, Treasure Cruise, perfectly fine in standard. And the Pioneer, I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, it's perfectly fine in Pioneer. It's perfectly fine in formats without fetch lands. Yes. I will fight that till the day I die. Yeah. But I don't know. It's people just want to cry about things, so I don't know. They... I'm I'm glad they, I'm glad they're going out on limbs and printing cards and honestly I'm kind of okay that it's like, you know, some of these new cards are getting banned. Like in yeah. Legacy and Modern, like you know, it, it means it means they're printing good cards. Yeah. You know, you know? If they print 10 cards that are, like, you know, good, constructed, playable in, like, older formats, and, like, two of them get banned, I'm fine with an 80% success rate. Right. <laughs> like, 80% success on anything is ridiculous. Well, right. I guess. I don't know. There's some things I would want more than an 80% success rate on. Well, yeah, but, you know. If you're just talking pure statistical probability... All right, so modern so people play the format once upon a time. Who cares? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, have, I have not played modern in a very long time. I do not miss it. Yeah, modern just, is just like it's just awful. Like, <laughs> like I enjoy play. I enjoyed playing modern when I played it. Man, pioneer is just so much. Better. It's like the, now that pioneer exists, modern just is like useless like in my opinion modern's always just seemed like a more mediocre version of legacy now it's just a more mediocre version of pioneer yeah it's just a mediocre version of the formats around it yeah so pioneer's gas pioneer's gas as hell so speaking of pioneer uh they commented on pioneer in this article but there are no bannings for it half the article is pioneer which is good it means they're at least paying attention to it so I'm sure all the Pioneer players are wondering, hey, why didn't Inverter get banned? Because it didn't need to be... Hooray! <laughs> but, because what it has, uh, what, uh, they actually like, started tracking stuff. And it's, it had... it's win rate's gone down, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, it has, so Demir Inverter has had a 49% non-mirror match win rate. It has unfavorable matchups against five of the top ten most played decks. <laughs> that win rate has been drifting down over time since the players' tutors. Yep. So when it first came out, it had a positive win rate yep. of like over fifty percent, and it's slowly gotten worse. Yep. 
and I don't think I did read a really interesting point about this, mm-hmm. which I kind of can understand. Okay, I think I know where it's going, but all right. So Demir Inverter is not an easy deck to play. Yep, it is complicated. Yep. So when you have the people who are really good playing it, it seems like they're almost unbeatable. Yep. When you have the people who are really bad playing it, you kill them with Gyre Reach Sanitarium. <laughs> yeah. I may have done that multiple times. Did you do that to people? I've done that to people. What, what, like, how does that work? Do they, like... They miscounted. They miscounted. <laughs> uh, actually, you know Kristoff, right? Yeah. I actually got him with it today. He... He basically had like an inverter loop going, and he was trying to like find a way to push through my giddy and I had in play. Yep. And he like flips the loop, he like casts an opt, he draws the thought seize, thought seizes my last supreme verdict out of my hand. When he casts thought seize, I reveal my hand and I have guy read supreme verdict. He's like sweet hit supreme verdict. I'm like, cool. I just I set the card down next, I set it face up next to my lands and just leave it sitting there. He doesn't even realize what card it is because he's it's not a removal spell and he's finally yep. churned through all my removal spells in my hand. He's like yep. go and I'm like cool land pass. It's like all right draw step like and he draws step activate garbage sanitarium. He stops. He's like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. And you know, I, I did the same thing last week, where like my opponent, he he miscounted. He cast. Yep. An, he was trying to set up a turn where he could, um, play a Thassa's Oracle with uh, uh, discard spell backup. And uh-huh. I'm just like, Gary Santarium, go. And he's like, any of your turn opt. I'm like, yep. And he's like, and he looks at the, he looks at the two cards left in his library. He looks at Gary Santarium. He's like, I miscounted. I'm like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, so. Basically, the premise of the article is is that because the deck is so popular, more people are playing it who aren't good at it, which is bringing the win rate down. Correct. Okay. Which I understand their sentiments, mm-hmm. but at the same time, the deck is not unbeatable. No. Like, sure, you have Peter Ingram playing it. Peter Ingram is a very, very good magic player. Yep. And he seems like he's unbeatable with it. But that's because he's a really, really good magic player, and he just seems like he's unbeatable with a lot of decks. <laughs> like, is Inverter, and like anyone who says, like, oh, you have to like tailor your deck just to beat it, yeah, that's called playing to the meta. Yeah, that's just called Deal playing magic. Like, <laughs> like, Sometimes I don't... you just have to accept that your deck is going to lose to like all the other decks in the format. Yeah, and like I, I've seen someone be like, "Man, it just sucks that they'll just go like turn one removal spell, turn two removal spell, turn three removal spell, inverter, inverter, historical, you die." It's like, yeah, and and so they interacted with you, they interacted with you, they interacted with you, they played a big body, and then they killed you. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with dying on turn 5. I don't care if it feels cheap. Yeah. Like, turn 5 is a perfectly reasonable turn for... Like, aggro decks in Pioneer can kill you on turn 3. Right? Like, and like who's crying about that? Yeah. It's like, oh, Mono Red killed me. It's like, oh, you know, it sucks that I have to main deck these Eidolon of the Great Rebels. It's like, 
you weren't already. Yeah, right? I'm All sorry. I want to do is main deck Eidolon of the Great Revel. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have to play a collective defiance in my sideboard. It's like, and... Yeah. That's what so, sideboards are for. Like, yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, you have, to play a, you have to play an extremely versatile card in your sideboard that is both good against Kalidus, which is really good against you, randomly can just kill your inverter opponent, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, or can... I don't even remember what the third ability does. I was, like, I was like, it has a bunch of relevant things that it can do, and you're complaining about that. Right. Like, having to play answers to your opponent's deck is not a downside. Yeah. That's you know? called magic. Having you should your, be doing it. Having a combo control deck exist is not a bad thing. No. Like, sure, does it feel cheap to, like, lose that way? Yeah. And? Yeah, it's like, you know it feels worse to lose against? Your, your freaking blue-white deck. Yeah, because you know what? When I kill you, I'll probably have the game locked up by turn five when I play Teferi. Oh, yeah. It's like one of those things. It's like, as I said with Murder Kill, it's like you win the game on turn five, but the game doesn't end until, like, turn 20. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> the thing that I do on the yep. regular. Yep. Like, like I honest- totally get it. Honestly, I was actually thinking about this day. It's like, man, adding that four three mana Teferi just or not my that three mana Gideon noticeably increases my clock. Yeah, I'm sure it does because it's actually like something that attacks. Yeah, he can attack for four damage. <laughs> like, especially yeah. in a Shockland format, it's like sweet. I gotta attack like four times. I can yeah. win the game by turn seven or eight. That's sweet. <laughs> Instead yeah. of. All right, I'm going to exile every permanent you play. I'm going mm-hmm. to lock you out of the game with Gyrich Sanitarium and, and Narset, and I'm going to make a 1-1 every turn. And there we go. To die. Yep. Very slow. That'll be that. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I, no longer, I no longer play a main deck, Narset. I need to actually... Part of me knows I should take the Gyrich Sanitarium out of my deck. Uh, it's actually a lot of the decks nowadays, because uh, the build I'm playing, I don't have any main deck in our sets. I only have one in the sideboard. Uh-huh. So I don't have the hard lock that I can put on people anymore, because the format just isn't meant for that anymore. Like mm-hmm. The format is too fast. So yeah. instead of playing Gyrie Sanitarium, a lot of the decks are playing like one or two main deck Ipnu Rivulets. Playing what? Ipnu Rivulets. What's that? That's a. Uh... It's the blue desert from Amonkhet. Yeah, what's that do? Target player mills four cards. <laughs> okay. So you can just deck your opponent in response if they get, if they do something with uh if uh you play it because it is an uncounterable answer to um shenanigans with um Thassa's Oracle and Inverter and all that stuff. Uh-huh, fair enough. Which I still think I prefer Gyrich Sanitarium, but yeah. the fact it taps for blue matters. Yeah. I actually got hosed today because I have a field I have a single field of rune in my deck. And if that field of rune had been like a basic island, I actually don't think I would have lost one game against uh inverter. Oh, well, I, mean... I went I went one two against one inverter player and two oh against another today, so so on the on the whole, I'm up in games against them. There you go. But, so to get back to the the stuff here, um, 
the yeah, other get in. <laughs> yeah. So the other deck they mention is um uh, the the Heliod Ballista combo. <laughs> yeah, which feels like I think when somebody's like, "Oh, this goes infinite" or something like that, I think I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, and yep, <laughs> they can go infinite on like turn four. It's like they could if you literally do nothing. Yeah, you literally have. Yeah, you just literally do nothing, but. And they'll have to play like idyllic, idyllic range or something insane like that. They have to play what? Ah, <sighs> idyllic range from Throne of Eldraine. Oh, the yeah, the white, the mono white um land, right? Yeah, the mono white land, because you actually can't go infinite naturally on turn four, uh, with just Heliod and Walking Ballista. You need to go turn three Heliod, turn four Walking Ballista for two. Play yeah. an ideally range to put a plus one plus one counter on it, and then pay two mana to give it lifelink. And that's how you go infinite, which is hilarious. Yeah, but it's like that requires you to do literally nothing at all at any point to interact with them. Huh. Yeah, like I don't. It just feels like you have to, like if you're just sitting there gold fishing playing against somebody who's not doing anything. It's like sure, yeah, okay, that works, I guess, yeah. but. But that's the thing, if right? If your opponent like, is actually like doing things, it just I don't know. Yeah, no reasonable person cares about how quickly their deck can goldfish in yeah. magic, right? You need to know how good your how fast your deck can interact against an actual deck. Yeah. I mean as much as I like sitting around in goldfishing decks, like, yeah, I know it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, like for all intents and purposes, this deck is pr like this type of deck has like really good answers to what my blue white control deck is doing, right? Yep. It has Heliod, which is an indestructible thing, and it's really hard to interact with. It. Like it's like an aggro deck that can do its thing and has a potential of going infinite, yada yada yada. And I'm just like, don't care, don't care. It's like I'm yeah. playing four main decks of Green Verdict. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how long your ballistas last. Um... Yeah. And like, you know what? If sometimes my opponent just kind of gets there, it's like, sure, whatever, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I lost today because my opponent had, um, he had turn six, he wins, inverter, thought historical. It's like, and I died. There you go. I mean, and you know what? I actually, I actually had an out to it. I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it at the time. I actually, I screwed up, uh, in my play. I, I made a very bad misplay. Just where I, I could have literally not died because I could have uh, Supreme Verdict in response, so he would have had zero devotion, so he would not have won the game because he still had two cards left in his library. But, but, you, um, forgot, but you forgot how to play Magic. Uh, instead of ticking up my three minutes to Fury, I ticked it down because I, for some reason, thought I had to tick it down to be able to cast my card at instant speed. Or, sorry, I thought I had to tick it down to untap two lands because I also had a five minutes Fury in play. I was like combining all my Teferi abilities into one ability, and I was like, "I'm an idiot." <laughs> so you just like screwed up completely, and we're just yeah, like, I, I got completely, for it. I completely screwed up and got punished for it really bad. But it didn't matter because in his hand he had another inverter and another Oracle. Okay, so it's like whatever, right? Like yeah, and I had no answers to the second Oracle. You basically and, had to rip another one <laughs> or another and, verdict or something. And even if I did have the answer to the second Oracle, he plays an inverter and shuffles two back into his library. Oh, okay, yeah, like, there you go. I'm probably not winning that game by any reasonable standards. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, sometimes they just have it, you know? Yep. It's I just mean, part of magic. Is, but... So they also do talk about one other deck. Uh-huh. And that's uh, Lotus Breach, 
okay. which has an even worse than 49% win rate, with an unfavorable matchup against most of the other top decks. And this is especially true post-sideboard, where many decks have access to Damping Sphere and other answers. What is, I don't even know what this deck is. Lotus Breach? Yeah. Uh, so it plays Underworld Breach. Okay, I've guessed that. Lotus Field. Okay, yep. And Hidden Strings. What? Hidden Strings. Like this. the the Cypher tap card? Yep. Because it also can untap. It uses Hidden Strings as a twiddle. Are you shitting on me? To untap its Lotus Fields to go net positive in mana, and then casts Granted from the Fey of Wishes to go get a Tome Scour to then churn through their deck for eventually killing their opponent with, like, a fireball effect. What? This is the most fragile deck you've ever seen in your life. Like, <laughs> I feel like that deck is a bunch of chairs stacked upon a table. It like, <laughs> like, it is super fragile. It can beat any single interaction spell. It cannot beat an interaction spell plus pressure. Like, which is, you know, a lot of decks. Yeah, like... And the, uh, especially because the deck just gets whole, hosed by Damping Sphere on every axis imaginable. Yeah, it's like you just play Damping Sphere and they're like, sweet, scoop yeah, it up. It's like, alright, you have to deal with this while I'm attacking. <laughs> uh, huh. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. I don't even know. <laughs> that's kind of nifty, right? But hmm. yeah, the more you know, the more I know. Rainbows. Yeah, people shit. were also. This was another one of those decks that everyone's like, this deck, these two, like this and Inverter are the two decks that are gonna get Dick Your Time banned. It's like, no. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Nothing about Lotus Breach is going to get Dick Your Time banned. Yeah, like it is possible that if you all you wanted to do was weaken Inverter and not ban it outright, you should ban. Take your time, but I think that's people just looking at the wrong card is the problem. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I think if you want to ban, if you want to weaken Inverter or something like that, banning Dig Through Time is not the answer. I think people are just biased by the fact that Dig Through Time was banned, so they think it should be banned in everything. Fair enough. That's because people are stupid and don't realize that different formats are different. <laughs> like, the lack of the fact that Dig Through Time until Inverter came out was played at most as a two-of in every single deck. Yep. Like, you're not going to impact Inverter anywhere near as much as you will. Yes, Inverter plus Dig is really good, because Dig exiles cards in your graveyard, which makes Inverter better. Yep. Don't care. Yeah, right. You know what also reduces the number of cards in your graveyard? Casting an Inverter and casting another one. Uh. They work really well in multiple guys. Yeah. They really do. Trust me. Huh. And like honestly, I'm just kind of like I'm kind of to the point where I'm mostly whatever about dig through time. Like I'm considering cutting it from my control deck at the moment. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, a large part of like the thing is, it's really really good, and I really like it as a two of. But like you know, I'm if I'm ever boarding in a rest in peace, I'm usually trimming one, so then yeah. I only have one. You know, and I'm mm -hmm. I have cast it for eight mana before. But it doesn't feel good. 
and I'm always like, is this actually better than something like um, Hieroglyphic Illumination? Or, uh, not Chemistry's Inside, what's the scry one? Uh, the one that gives you energy. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Glimmer of Genius. There we are, that's the one. Yeah, like, is this actually noticeably better than Glimmer of Genius? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Four mana, scry two, draw two, versus, you know, however yeah. much mana, um, however much mana, look seven, get two, as it were. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm apathetic about it in general, but. Yeah. I don't know. I'm surprised there's not more energy, like, I'm, that, it's kind of interesting that there's not energy decks, really, in. Which it was a, a deck that people were looking into a lot when they were, uh, like when the former first came out. Like yeah. I, I, there were energy decks running around. You know, people were like, "Oh, Bursting Hat is really good." You know, I've don't, I have been eyeballing a lot of Glen uh, Sleep Siphoners. Yeah, I know. Like uh, that's all I'm like. God, I want to just play Glen Sleep Siphoner because that card's awesome. <laughs> Man, I've thought about it. I was like, what happens if I go like turn two Glen Sleep Siphoner and then like turn three? I got the uh, Thief of Sanity, and I'm just like, all the value. And I was like, I probably just died of mono red. I can't I just died of everything out there. <laughs> just doing things while you're just like throwing your cards around and drawing cards and not doing yeah. anything. I'm just like, attack you for two, and then my opponent's like... Attack you for right. ten. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm gonna slap on a, you know, whatever courage... The, the the remade armadillo cloak card on their hex for creature. Oh, oh yeah, unflinching courage or whatever. Yeah, unflinching courage and then punch me in the face. Since Craig was being a little disagreeable today, maybe we should um, uh, <laughs> we're, we're right about where we should be, but maybe we'll tie this one up a little bit, a little just a touch early. So, yeah. um, any parting thoughts before? I mostly agree with every change they made. I'm fine with it. Yeah, for the most part, it seemed totally legit. Get Rex like... Todd Anderson. <laughs> uh, but... yeah, I'm okay with it. I think it's sweet. Yeah. I like changes. I like no changes. Like I said, I haven't played Legacy in forever, so I have no idea if the one card being banned is worth it, but at the same time, I play Goblins. So what am I complaining about? <laughs> Man, I love Goblins. Right. Yeah. Had a kid trade for some goblin trash masters for me today. It's like, because he for his pioneer deck, like goblins pioneer. I'm just like, I'm so proud. And you're like, this is this is all right by me. Everything I've ever wanted. Like that's not even really a deck, is it? Uh no, not at all. Okay, well that's okay. I play I play blue white heroic, so I shouldn't talk. Yeah. Well, you wants to play blue white heroic. You shouldn't talk. Oh. I am playing Blue Ray Heroic. I have it as a deck and it is built and I played it. Oh yeah, we were just talking about changing the deck. Never mind. I oh yeah. Now. Yeah, we're gonna talk about changing it. We're gonna we we're gonna we'll get our Nye Heroic out there and it'll do things. Well first we have to try the staggering inside heroic. Yeah. Oh wait, is it Bant Heroic? It's Bant. Bant, sorry. I was like, why am I thinking Naya? It's not Naya. Because you're thinking of the terrible standard version? Yeah, the, the standard version, which is the Naya for the version there. Yeah, the Bant Heroic, that's what we're talking about. But we'll have to see how that pans out if we ever try it. <laughs> I, I, bought Dram- I bought Dramoka's commands for it. So. 
I have faith. Yeah. If nothing else, it's awful and it'll be fine. And I can just sit around while I continue to build my snake dick. If nothing else, you'll have fun. Yeah, dang right. You probably You're... have a terrible inverter matchup, though. Oh god, I think my inverter matchup is awful with any of the heroic decks. Yeah. Because I was sitting there thinking about it, I'm like, I don't, I have no idea how to beat that those decks. I'm like, I'm just like thinking about it. I'm like, uh, and, and like you're basically just like trying to goldfish them, but they're playing Nazis. Yeah, so it's like Which makes your goldfish much worse. Yeah, it does. But I also have to some degree have card density, so yeah, like if I can get a, a threat down, it's like. All right, I guess. It's but... not impossible. It's just it's improbable. Just, it's not a good matchup, but yeah. So. All right. So, cool. Good talk. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Sorry, I'm like trying to figure out with all the recording splicing and thinking about that. But so, if you wanna, um, uh. Shoot us some feedback, send us an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Check out thelocometa.com for links to the Discord and fun stuff like that. Um, there's also a link there to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the limit or slash the meta. I'm sorry, I'm like, Ugh. but I'm uh, we are not LR. Did I say that somewhere? You almost did. Oh, I probably almost did. Um, yeah, no, we're not even remotely close to that. But I'm, uh, yeah. No, we're, we're LM, not LR. I think that, yeah, I think, I think I was saying that, like, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, if you want to be the first person, I think that is still open. So, um, but yeah, John, anything else? Wash your hands. Yes, everybody wash your hands. Soap and water. That's all you need. I'm not going right. to lie. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to shake these hands anymore, Magic. <laughs> I was a handshaker, so I had to, I had to yeah. stop. Like I've 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 always been much more of the ideologies like shaking hand doesn't actually do anything that people think it does. And I've always been like I kinda dig like the fist bump ideology, but I just never I've never in, in, or initiated handshaking at all, so I'm glad that there's a plague that's keeping people from shaking hands now. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> okay. On that note we will catch you next time. See you.